Hey, welcome to PT Snacks Podcast. This is Casey, your host. And if you're tuning in for the first time, welcome. What you need to know is that this podcast is meant for physical therapists who are looking to grow your practice, but in bite-sized segments of time so that you can be mindful of other areas of, of your life that are equally as important to you. And today is the first podcast of season two. So I took a few weeks off just to spend some time with my family and kind of take a step back and see where where to go in terms of with this podcast. And there's a few things that I'm working on. They are still in the process, so I'm not going to make any announcements, but I am very excited about this next coming year for this podcast and um, you know just some projects that I think will be really helpful for you so that you are able to get the most that you can out of your time and make it something that you can easily apply to what you need for your practice so that you can grow yourself as a clinician and still take care of your patients, but also we want to avoid burnout, right? So essentially the next few weeks, we're going to be going over just big picture things and more of like a module format on tissue healing timeframes. And I know that I have an op- episode out of just the general healing process. Um, if you have not checked that out, go and check out episode three. I know it's way in the beginning, but I break it down a lot in the physiological aspects of the healing process. And you might be wondering, why do we need to get into the, the nitty gritty of like macrophages and cytokines? And you know, if that's not something that you're interested in, that's fine. You go ahead and move on. But I feel that it's important to understand why things cause a certain effect so that you can apply them to unique situations. Plus, if you have a memory like me, I'm probably not going to remember very well. Um, I'm not a memorizer. And I don't want to be a memorizer because that just gives you one framework. And I hope that in this podcast that you're able to develop some clinical reasoning on how to apply these things to your patients so that you can help as many people as possible. Plus, it's going to save you a lot of time to learn things. And so the reason why we're diving into different tissue healing timeframes is understanding that different tissues have different characteristics. And this is especially important for your differential diagnosis skills, which we'll build off in the future. But understanding how they heal has everything to do with our our practice because ideally we're healing our patients or we're helping them to maximize their healing process. And so today's episode, we're going to be covering bone healing, but in the future, we're going to be covering nerve, muscle, tendon, et cetera, et cetera, so that you're able to understand just how those tissues react and when things go wrong so that you're able to see when you have left the path of, oh, things are going well and more on the path of something's not right, something doesn't feel right. How do I get off of that path as soon as possible so that I can help this person actually recover. And then also like what to do with it or what to do about it. How do we as physical therapists interact with other specialties so that we can maximize how much we help our patient because how confusing is our medical system here in the United States, right? It can be hard for us to collaborate with different specialties or there's a lot of hoops to go through. Just imagine if you don't have any experience with the healthcare field. So while we might have a particular specialty, 
how can we help our patients and guide them along that process on if they need help with something, how to get them to an expert? Like for me, I'm not going to give someone some sort of like nutritional plan. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a registered dietitian. I know some basics, but if they need some help, I'm going to send them to an expert because it can be harmful for me to give them inappropriate advice. I've not been trained in that way. All right. So we have gone off a long tangent, but I have been gone away for a while. I am really excited to get started again today. So let's go into bone healing. So for this episode, we're going to go over just brief overview, how bones heal, what can go wrong with it, and then how do we incorporate that in the clinic with our patients. Okay. So let's talk about when the healing is going right. So Again, go to episode three for more detail. But essentially, when there is a bony fracture, what is happening? So when fractures happen, just think about it this way. There's some sort of mismatch happening between the bone capacity and the demands of the environment. So if it's traumatic, maybe it's healthy bone, but the trauma, the force of the trauma was so high that our bone, our native bone could not withstand the force. But let's say maybe we don't have healthy bone. Maybe there's some sort of bony insufficiency. Maybe our environment, those forces don't seem like so much, but because our bones are insufficient to begin with, that can cause some sort of fracture, right? So for us, how we apply this with our patients are, okay, how did our patients get this fracture? Was it traumatic? Well, hopefully it won't happen again. But is it some sort of insufficiency? Well, why is there some sort of bony insufficiency and how can we prevent that from happening again? And so when it goes right, the bone is going to undergo inflammation. So this happens like immediately after it's fractured and for maybe like the next several days. So essentially what happens is the fracture causes bleeding, which causes inflammation and which causes clotting because our body is trying to prevent us from bleeding out. And then we're going to start producing bone. So essentially what our our body does is we have this blood clot that becomes replaced with fibrous tissue and cartilage, which we call soft callus. And this happens like It differs in research, but somewhere around like day five to day 11. And eventually our body realizes this soft callus is not going to do long-term, but at least I can put it together quickly. Now let's replace it with hard bone and make a hard callus that you can actually see on an x-ray day 11 to 28. And then our body is still like, "Ah, it's steady, it's stable, but we still need to restore our native alignment. And so what happens is we go under bony remodeling and this can happen like months to years. And so essentially the bone is continuing to form, but it's becoming more compact and we're improving our bony circulation because we know that blood flow helps to um, basically bring good nutrients to the area and helps encourage healing. And then as we're starting to weight bear when the time is right, That further stimulates the body to be like, oh, we need to continue to remodel because our environment is causing more stress that we want to react to in a positive way. So big picture, bony healing, um, 
you'll see that it can take like five to 12 weeks. It just depends on a lot of things that we'll cover in a sec. Um, children tend to basically recover a lot faster than adults. And you'll see this kids just seem to kind of bounce up from the ground. Whereas adults, it's, it's a process. Um, and then depending on the type of fracture, if we're just letting the fracture heal, remember that's like secondary healing, but they may need some sort of fixation depending on the type of fracture. And if there's any sort of instability where we need to make sure that the bone ends are approximated and that would be like primary healing. So oftentimes we as a medical team um, are monitoring the patient's progress with like follow-up radiography. You're looking for a visible callus um, and then the disappearance of the fracture line. Now, keep in mind, there's been some studies that um, are concerned about how maybe a callus doesn't correlate to the stiffness of a bone or maybe reading radiography, there's a concern of... Um, it being subjective or inaccurate, but this is what we do and and it is a really nice tool to have. So let's talk about when healing is going wrong or not really that well. Going to what I was saying before, when we're talking about bony insufficiency, if we're taking a step back where maybe there's an ideal scenario where people are healing along those steps I just mentioned, there are certain characteristics of people or habits that can impair our healing process. So for example, smoking is huge. That causes vasoconstriction, which reduces blood flow, which impedes the process I just went over. Or what about people with diabetes who have high uncontrolled blood sugar? That also impedes the healing process. Um, maybe that patient is, has, is taking medications like corticosteroids or immunosuppressants. Um, maybe they're obese. Advanced age is a factor that can be linked to bo poor bone quality, poor nutrition. Like if you don't have the right building blocks, what kind of blocks are you going to build, right? Um, if they've had infection, obviously we don't really want that. Let's avoid that at all costs, right? Or if they have low calcium or vitamin D levels. Obviously there's more out there, but the reason I'm going over this is if you have a patient and you notice this on their medical history, that should be something that's going off in the back of your mind like, Ooh, this might be someone I need to monitor their process with a little bit more closely. Um, other things too might be the type of fracture they have. Um, is there any sort of misalignment or how much damage was done with this type of fracture? Is there too much movement going on? Like maybe they started weight burning too early or is it an area that naturally has a poor blood supply where we're worried about a vascular necrosis? These are all things that are important for you to be aware of. So again, that we can do right by these patients. Um, now, in a clinic setting, obviously this matters to us because a lot of times these patients are sent to us to help restore their normal function. So let's say they're coming in because they have some sort of ankle fracture or whatever, right? How can we feel confident that our progressions of weight bearing are safe for them? Well, that's when you need to have an understanding of the bone healing time frame, what that normal process looks like in a healthy individual, and then being aware of the things that cause a slower progression of healing so that if you have that patient, you can monitor them a little bit closely. Because maybe you need to look at things like, are they having pain with weight bearing? Has it been a long enough time for me to feel good about the fact that they are ready to handle weight bearing? Do they have factors that slow their bone healing? 
Are they being compliant with their weight-bearing precautions? And then also thinking about factors where you as a PT, we're not just necessarily waiting around for the bones to heal. You're probably addressing other factors like helping them to maintain their strength in a safe environment or, or balance or whatever else it is that you're treating. Because obviously we're looking at bony healing in a very broad spectrum. So being aware of things where you're comfortable with progressing that person towards weight bearing, like, well, have they mastered their own body weight? Um, do they need assistive devices? Do Are there other aspects that we need to address like their balance or their endurance with certain muscles? And are we being mindful of other factors that we can control so that when their bony tissue healing time has allowed for them to be ready for this, the rest of their tissues are ready for it and we put everything that we can in their favor. This not only is important for us, but also how can we best collaborate with the healthcare team? Because typically with those physicians who are monitoring their healing with radiography, um, if things aren't going well on our end, maybe we are helping to kind of flag that patient as someone that might need more follow-up. Sometimes certain surgeons will use bone stimulators for people that are already identified as a risk factor for healing, or that physician can be another person that, you know, advises a patient to quit smoking. Sometimes some surgeons won't even operate on people until they quit smoking because the risk is so high for poor healing. Um, but also don't forget, there's a patient in front of you too, right? We're communicating with them. And often you'll see patients that fall on either two ends of the spectrum, some where they need to be reined in because they are ready to run, jump, go back to their sport yesterday. And you're worried about compliance on weight bearing where they might be the one that does early weight bearing and cause too much stress for that bone while it's trying to heal. So maybe you're like, hey, I'm not trying to be the bad guy here. I know that you want to go back to this, but but until then, you need to prove to me that you can tolerate this, this, and this, and then we'll get to the next step, and that will be this, and then blah. But if you go back too early, then we are at a high risk for refracture and you're probably going to be seeing me again starting right back where you started. And then that will waste the most possible time for you. Do I say this verbatim? No, but um, you probably have your own spiel that you go through. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you have patients that are so scared to put whatever body part or move or wherever it is that they are just going to stay still and get weaker and weaker and be afraid to do anything. And you also want to be able to use this knowledge to give them confidence that, hey, our body is really good at healing itself. Look, you're able to walk around with no pain. You can walk at home. And here's a plan that I have in place where we can progress you. And here are some safeguards built in place, things to watch out for where you can let me know, but if you're not feeling these symptoms, then you're probably okay to do it. Again, what I'm talking about right now is way overly simplified because this will look different in someone who has an ankle fracture versus some sort of um, like post-op where it's like a spine surgery and we're waiting for certain other materials to integrate into the bone, like an effusion. Um, or like some sort of like a humerus fracture. Maybe they had a fall. Maybe they're osteoporotic. 
Um, you know, all of these things have a part that we need to have an awareness of. But if you understand the why of the tissue, then you can combine that with your knowledge of each joint as we're going through them later. Okay. So hopefully this makes sense, you guys. Essentially what you should have gotten this is a brief overview of how bones heal, things that impede bone healing and things that we want to incorporate in our knowledge of our progressions and our treatments for our patients to make sure that we are doing right by our patients, including helping to collaborate with their entire team. So if you have any questions, you know where to find me. You can reach out at ptsnackspodcast at gmail.com or find me on Instagram at ptsnackspodcast. I like to post up a lot of quiz questions up there if you want to interact. If not, that's totally fine. Um, And then if you want to support the show, there's a link below for buy me a coffee. Every little bit counts. It helps. Um, But also, if you are needing to keep up with your CEUs, which if you're listening, there's a high chance that you are a physical therapist, something that shouldn't be a surprise when we're going through license renewal. This episode is sponsored by MedBridge. They deliver over 1,580 evidence-based physical therapy CE courses, including more than 7,000 specialized patient exercises available whenever you need them and wherever you are. And MedBridge is more than just CEUs. They're leading the space. So from interactive webinars led by top industry leaders to the first ever HEP patient mobile app, MedBridge has taken learning to the next level for over 200,000 PTs, OTs, ATs, SLPs, and nurses, and those they serve. So for a limited time, use the promo code PTSnackspodcast, again, you can see this below, in order to receive $175 off your annual subscription. Okay? So as always, guys, if you need anything, you know where to find me. Um, my goal for this is to be concise, helpful, Um, but also quality. And so I will see you guys next time. It's good to be back.